Well, we've seen this pitcher before. It's not a new pitcher, friends. And it's another school shooting, and uh, it's become all too popular, too, too commonplace, if you will. You cringe when you hear the words, and I'll tell you, you cringe even more when you see some of the video or hear the audio from this horrific event. Uh, it saddens me, it saddens all of you, I am sure, to see this kind of a, uh, a trauma play out again in a public setting. We've seen it far too much. In fact, some of the reports, as you follow these uh, school shootings, which have become far too commonplace, this particular school shooting in Florida was the 18th school shooting of the year. And friends, it's only February. Something is wrong. Now, when we say school shootings, sometimes there's fatalities, sometimes there are not. But the point is, it's too commonplace. Uh, in this particular case, this is one of the worst mass shootings in history. It will be up on the very, very top list of horrible situations. Uh, at this point, 17 have been murdered, uh, mostly children, mostly young people, uh, teachers. There are some heroic people. There's always, there's always a sense of heroicness. You know, again, trauma and, and, and controversy, they always pull out heroes as well. There, there, there are heroes amongst us. I say that all the time to you. This is, it, it, we all want answers when something like this happens. Where are the answers? Well, the big question on everyone's mind, it's a gender thing, or is it? World peace, religion, sex, money, politics, climate change, big business, big ideas, and big egos. Nothing is off limits. As I'm joined by some of the most accomplished and highly opinionated women from the far left, the far right, and the far reaches of the planet. This is Malcolm Out Loud, and you're listening to Life, Liberty, and the Pursuit of Pleasure. Now, one of the conversations that, you know, we need to talk about again is, you know, we hear we have guns is one thing. We have mental health is another thing. We have these psychotropic drugs is another thing. Now, we have the social media influences is another thing. Uh, there's, there's parenting. There's how the upbringing. There's a lot of factors here. You can't just blame it on one thing. I mean, those who want to get on a rant about just one thing, it's not always just one thing. We're going to take a look at all of that today, friends, on this special production here of life, liberty, and the pursuit of pleasure, and the pursuit of safety today. Safety for everybody, safety for our children, safety for all people. Yvette Taylor is here. She's the creator of the Energy Alignment Method and Transformational Mentor out of the UK. Dr. Faye Wilson is here. She's an author, inspirational speaker, ordained minister, underdog advocate from the great state of Arkansas. Linda Martinelli is here from Texas. She's an entrepreneur, owner, and president of Proforma Graphic Print Source. Has a background in law enforcement and uh, incidentally married to a forensic criminologist. She knows a little bit about this subject as well. Ladies, this is, is about as horrific as, of an event as you could possibly imagine. Well, it's, the word is, it's unimaginable. You think of that when a situation like this happens, those of us who realize the beautiful part of life, the gift and the preciousness of life and how fragile it is, we immediately think of the people, the, the casualties, the people, the families, life. Life is such a precious thing. How many times do I say to you, life is a gift? Dr. Faye, I'd like to start with you on this topic, please. And I want to talk about life in the grand scale of what's going on in our social, our cultural atmosphere. 
it, it seems to me, and the place I'd like to start is the culture we're creating. Now, when I say the culture, I'm talking about several things here. I'm talking about parenting. I'm talking about uh, the 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 uh, the video games, the entertainment, uh, the guns, the bombs, the explosives, the excitement, the adrenaline rush. They put on those super fangled glasses and they get right into it. A lot of these things, experts are saying, are altering the minds of young people. And they no longer are able to see what is reality and what is unreality. I mean, what is really uh, fake. You know, what doesn't exist? Their minds are being warped. Add to that the psychotropic drugs, and now you've got people on a space shuttle to another planet somewhere, sadly. Your initial thoughts, Dr. Faye, as we look at this particular shooting in Florida. And by the way, in this production, I don't ever use the murderers and the criminals' names. We do not glorify them at all. We do not, uh, we do not care to do that here. We don't want to show their pictures. We don't want to glorify them, whoever they might be. But this particular culprit, this murderer, this Satan-ridden individual kid had a history. Talk to me. An absolute history. We do not, children do not know the difference between what's the reality and what's make-believe. And so when we allow children to be exposed to the, the criminal mind in our society through the games and through uh it's uh, social media activity, and we don't put parental controls in place, this is the fruit. Every day we get an opportunity to see the fruit of our labor, the years of, of investments that we have placed in children, it comes up to bite us in the butt. And when it does, then we wonder, uh, somehow we, we forget that we had a role in this. Parents have a role in that. Teachers have a role in that. Pastors have a role in that. Communities, the village has fallen apart. And so the result that we have, this is what we get. We are getting children who have gone over the edge. Other children know that they've gone over the edge. And the, the, the signs are all around us. But then when it happens, then everyone is horrified. We need to get horrified at the way we're parenting. We need to get horrified at the way we have approached this through our educational system. We need to be terrified that we have allowed the structure that we grew up with, I grew up with, to fall aside. The Parents Teachers Association, that collaboration, that connection between the home and the school has almost come to a screeching halt, except when someone gets upset or right. something something tragic happens. Yeah, it always seems like it's too late. You're 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 right. You're accurate. I mean we, we tend to look in the rearview mirror rather than looking through the front mirror and being able to change things and, and be you know, be, be thinking forward, forward thinking. That's what we really need to do. Yvette Taylor, uh, you hear Dr. Fay set this up. And uh, let's talk to me, uh, societal. I want to talk to you about, because you work with a lot of different people and their mindsets and certainly our children and youth. And, but, and I know you're always up for the challenge of that. But uh, tell me <laughs> this. Uh, a lot of the young people, you know, we've sort of uh, glorified uh, this uh, violence, this cultural violence. And, and I have to tell you, a lot of the people who are making, you know, major money in careers and pirate ships full of money are the same cats in the entertainment field to glorify all of this and make it, you know, uh, 
uh, an in thing, that it's okay to shoot, kill, maim, rape, murder, and do these kinds of uh, things, these atrocities that happen to human beings. How is all this impacting our kids and our minds? Because kids, they seem like there's a culture that we're breeding, Yvette, that is so mm-hmm. out of control. There, there's something it's- disconnected here. Absolutely. I, I'm, I mean, I think first out, the first thing I'd like to say is just, you know, my heart really goes out to all of the people who've been involved because this is just another, I'm, I was amazed, you know, when we said that we were doing the show on this today, that 18 times, 18 times in less than nine weeks, that's two shootings a week that have happened in America since the beginning of 2018 is just crazy that is it's just an insane thing to even think or believe i mean i'm over here in the uk mm-hmm. we don't have guns nobody has access to a gun really you know it's not prevalent over here you never hear of this happening anywhere else in the world and yet 18 times in in less than 9 weeks it's happened in one country yes i absolutely hear you so many pieces of the puzzle play into this as dr fay was saying you know the breakdown with the schools the breakdown with the parents the you know, the influence that children have from social media and the entertainment industry. But why not just cut to the base of it? There should not be access to guns. They should not have access to guns. If there were no guns, there would be no shooting. There would be no death. There would be no heartache. And there are so many other countries around the world where that doesn't happen. I I know it's been a big thing in the, in the US, but it just seems crazy to me to be well, Just take the guns. If the guns weren't there, they, this couldn't happen. It wouldn't be happening yeah. in the level that it is. Okay. Well, you know, you frame it up as such, uh, and that's a big conversational point, This the mm. gun business. Let me understand something, Yvette. Um, when you say there's no access to guns, you, you can certainly buy a gun in the UK, right? I mean... Not, not in the same way that you can in the US. They're not available in supermarkets you know you can't send somebody else in who's who's licensed and not crazy to go and buy you a gun it's you know there are really much tighter much stricter well that's one of the big arguments here today is the mental health i mean this kid had troubles he he had documented troubles he Mm -hmm. bought this gun legally and really uh, whether he buys it legally or illegally but there's something about this particular case where he purchased it legally uh this assault rifle and yet he had he had mental health problems he was being seeked by a seen by a therapist and he had issues and challenges and threatened a lot of people on social media and again, there were a lot of telltale signs that were missed here, Yvette. Yeah, but, but really, so in that case, that's an argument this country is going to have to take up. Why are we giving, why aren't we background checking everybody? And I've said from the beginning, I've said we need to be forward thinking as far as our background checks and what we're doing. I, I firmly believe that if you've got any mental health problems, you are not entitled to a gun, period. You, your Second Amendment does not exist. I believe that to be the case. We'll circle back with some of the things you said, Yvette, in a little Mm -hmm. bit. Linda, I think you have a different point of view very potentially than what was laid out with Yvette just now. We're going to talk more about this. But this whole thing about, you know, the mental health piece, Linda, in regards to, you know, being able to purchase a gun legally. Now, let's face it. Somebody can get a gun illegally or through the black market easy enough, Linda. I mean, come on. Right. It happens. In fact, some of the recent shootings were done that way. They were done with illegal arms. So that doesn't exactly qualify one. If somebody wants to kill, again, the other point we'll talk about in a moment, Linda, with the vet and the whole group here is that, that I didn't discuss yet with the vet, is there are knives, there are guns, there are bombs, there is 
just anything you want to kill with at all. There are there are other killings going on in the UK and others of, of mass capacity here without guns. So, it, you know, it's not always the guns specifically. It's you need somebody to pull the trigger behind the gun. And that's an well, argument. exactly. Yeah, it's an argument we have a lot. Talk to me about this. Do you think that what, if you've got a mental health problems, if you're seeing a therapist, a psychiatrist, you're having some issues, it's documented. I mean, this kid is making all kinds of crazy comments. Should he be, should he be entitled, this individual, to buy a gun legally, Linda? Well, of course not. And the, here's here's the problem that we're having in the United States. The, the problem in my opinion, is not the guns. The, the guns, as you say, they don't. the gun doesn't shoot anybody. It takes a person. And everything that Dr. Faye said is correct about the way that, that our society is going with our kids and the parenting and, to your point, the, the, the video games and so forth. But we have all of the laws on the books in this country that we need to protect us. The problem is they are not enforced and our government is not funding these initiatives. So when when you get a background check, it takes you 10 days to get that background check and get your gun. It doesn't take 10 days to do a background check. They are so behind on background checks in this country that they're not doing a thorough job and everything is getting through the cracks. And they, they have got to tighten up on what they're doing and maybe the length of time and um, surprise, I'll even say I, I'm willing for people not to get the AR-15s, even though I, I am a Second Amendment person. The common thread is mental health. So why are we allowing these people to have guns? Now, a lot of people are they're also accessing their parents' weapons, their the it's not necessarily that they're going out and buying. I haven't heard how this person got his weapon. I did hear that it was legally he purchased. He got it legally. He got it purchased okay. legally. And, and by the way, Linda, another piece of mm-hmm. what you're saying, I like where you're going with this, but here, listen, he had a lot of magazines there. He had a lot of, mag- he had a lot of, you know, back to your point, you said something a few moments ago here about the AR-15, that mm-hmm. you, as a Second Amendment supporter of the right to bear arms and so on and so forth, but there's a caveat there you're saying. Should one be entitled to an AR-15, an assault rifle, yeah? Yeah, I mean, I. it just seems like they're, they're more and more in use in, in bad situations. Mm-hmm. But still, the, the threat is, here, here's the, the common thing in all of these shootings, is that there's a mental health issue. And there are signs and symptoms that have happened. And in this particular case, this person was putting on Facebook and so forth, that he's killing animals. Huge red flag. Exactly. Nobody says anything. Exactly. There was a woman who reported him to the FBI mm-hmm. with concerns of something just like this happening. Mm-hmm. Um, there's no evidence that that was followed up on at this moment in time. That may change, but the FBI comes out and talks to her after he has shot people. So why was this guy not interviewed beforehand? Why was it not acted Well, that's on? because, Linda, the, the FBI is too busy doing a lot of shenanigans instead sure of doing they what are. we paid them to do. <laughs> and and this this is it, is that, that when people say something, right. and they, they don't say something all too often, but when they do say something, mm-hmm. nothing happens. And that's my huge frustration, because most of these cases are people that had all of the the ingredients for exactly this, as 
as Ron calls them, ticking time bombs. Right. And everybody knows it and nobody does anything. I thought that we discussed on another show that there was algorithms and so forth in Facebook that will pick these things up. People that threaten people, people that say that they're going to use firearms right. to shoot up a school. This guy did all of that and nobody said anything. And that's not that nobody said anything. The one person I know mm-hmm. did say something. It was not acted upon. So there, there's a lot of other things going on here because a gun doesn't shoot somebody by itself. But well, if but if the gun wasn't available, then there would be no there would be well, no why, gun available for anyone to pull the trigger in oh, the first place. What if he bought a big knife in there and started stabbing people? But but guns are they're 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 able to be used at a distance. Mm-hmm. If if someone's within stabbing distance, they are able to be disarmed by the other people that are around. With a firearm, somebody can be up to any distance away from them. And as you can see from the number of people that die in a shooting like this, even in trying to get to them, to disarm them, unless you also have a gun, there, there more people are going to die in the process. that's an interesting point, Yvette. Let's pause there a moment here, what you say, unless another person has a gun. Now, that's an interesting point to bring up right there, because here's what this kid did. A couple of things here. He... He went into the school. There were notices in the school's lady, in this school particularly, that said that this kid was, was, was a problem. He, this was an alarm bell on this kid. And they said it, that he should not be allowed on campus with a backpack of any sorts. They knew this kid was a problem. He had made a lot of off-color comments and a lot of problems he had already put out there. So they knew this kid was a problem. As all the things you said a moment ago, Linda, as well, he was a problem. Now, he goes in there. He pulls the school alarm up so all the kids would get into the hallway so he could start shooting. Now, your point right there of that, the problem is a lot of these mass events happen with gun-free zones. And what a lot of the big arguments of that is that you have to give the good people guns. And now there's conversations about arming certain teachers. Now there's there's talk about security in the camp school campuses. Should there be more security? There was security at this school. There was police officers at the school, evidently. Yeah. But yeah. this is a large school, three thousand kids. So what does that mean? Is the future going to be where our schools, our public schools, our colleges, all of the system, are they going to have to be? where you check in at a certain time of the day and then the school is tightened down. Security, gates, all kinds. Is that where we're at now? It's the same thing with church. It's the same thing with the theater. You can't go to a movie now without worrying about somebody coming in the front door and taking you out. You can't go to church and worry about the altar with somebody taking you out. Is this the public venue of the future where it's going to be lockdown mode? You're going to, especially our kids. We're going to have to secure the kids inside the school campus. Think about that a moment. The goal is to deliver a message of truth, inspiration, and hope to the world to unite people from all backgrounds and beliefs in an effort to advance humanity. News blogs, informative podcasts, and entertaining videos. It's AmericaOutloud.com, where the conversation never ends. The 24-7 streaming on our free apps on both Android and Apple. Welcome to the new era in communications, America Out Loud Talk Radio. All 
right, we are back here, Life, Liberty, and the Pursuit of Pleasure here. It's Malcolm Aloud here. Linda Martinelli is here. Dr. Faye Wilson, Yvette Taylor are our co-hosts today. Horrific situation, friends, with this school shooting in South Florida. Uh, again, the 18th school shooting this year alone. Uh, and not all of these had mass casualties, keep in mind, but this is a phenomenon is what's happening now. It's become, because ladies, it's become a little too hip. It's become a little too in the pop cultural stream. And let's face it, some of these students, some of these culprits, they're not all there. I understand. And Linda, do you know if this kid, I understand he was on some sort of psychotropic drugs. Do you understand that to be true? I do. I heard the same thing. All right. So there's a point we got to bring up right away, Linda, don't we? And I heard, and I heard that he was off those meds, which is really a problem. So, so if you're taking drugs like this, and then you stop taking them of your own volition, then you have all kinds of problems happen. So, like I say, this is a perfect recipe Mm -hmm. for something happening. He had all the ingredients of a problem and an explosion waiting to happen and that's what happened so it's it's not one thing and then the 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 firearm becomes mm-hmm. his vehicle of choice right um he also had explosives and he also had smoke bombs and apparently inside the trailer where he was staying they they found explosive making material exactly. so he had a lot of different so things going on so he had a lot of on. things going on in his mind mm-hmm. so back to oh, Linda now let's talk a minute because back to Yvette's point a moment ago hey wait a minute the guns but see here's the thing Linda and Yvette I want you to respond to this Yvette because Linda here's what I'm worried about okay so let's say he doesn't have a gun so Yvette let's play in your world a minute please no gun he doesn't have a gun he's not able to get the gun but this kid is still warped. He's, the circumstances are the same, Yvette, okay? He still has, he, ha, he was on drugs. He's now off drugs. He's making all these threats. He's killing animals on social media. He's doing all this stuff. He's a problem. What's going to stop this kid? And Linda, the, comment on this before, and then let's have Yvette talk about this. But let, so the kid brings up his, his truck. He brings up an F-150, Linda. He mm-hmm. waits for the kids to walk out of school, Linda. He takes the F-150, he starts to go 80 miles an hour as the kids are all walking out the door, plows right into all the kids, takes out 25 kids, mass murder attempt. The kids can't move because he's driving wicked fast right through the front doors of the school and just kills a ton of people with that vehicle. What happens then, Linda? Well, he's going to accomplish what he wants to accomplish because he's he's angry and he wants revenge and he feels that, that he was... Um, bullied or he he didn't like the way that he was treated at school that this guy just that Malcolm you're not going to solve everything with people like this mm-hmm. they're they're going to find a way he needed mental health he was getting some mental health um help apparently but not working very well you're just not going to stop everything we we've got to do so many different things and it starts with where dr Faye said with the parenting and sometimes you just have a bad apple and you have pure evil in people and you're not going to stop that but you but you had all the signs to do something now how i'm really interested in how this guy uh, passed a background to get a gun that that would be really interesting to know whenever that comes out and it will but there, you know, there, there's different reasons and motives that people do this type of thing. And then to to vet, I mean, things happen in the UK as well with guns. Just the people don't have them to protect themselves. 
me, I'm going to carry my gun and I'm going to protect myself and my family when I need to. Um, but you're never going to stop all this. But a lot of this could be stopped if we would just enforce the legislation that is on the books. And here's a very scary thought. Our legislature in this country, our Congress and Senate, could not even pass legislation that would stop people that are on our terrorist watch list from purchasing guns. See, this is so, what's wrong, Linda. This that's is, what's this wrong. This is what's wrong. Yeah, I know. And, and you, you know, that you heard Linda say early on that there's a lot of laws on the books. She's a million percent right. And they're not, they're not enforcing the laws. She's a million percent right. And now people talk, we need more laws. But you know, Yvette, criminals and bad people don't follow laws. They don't follow laws. You can have all the laws on the books you want. You can just, you can disregard a mandate, everything to be, we're not going to give you, we're not going to give you any guns. You're not going to have any knives. You're not going to have any trucks. What are they going to use next? You see, there's a problem here, Yvette. Huh? I was going to, they'll, they'll still find a way. Like, I I completely hear you. You know, it doesn't matter what the weapon of choice is. Exactly. But guns make it easy. Guns make it really easy for people to do something so cowardly from a distance and hurt so many other people without ever without ever having to actually be involved in the situation. And I think that for me, the, the mentality right. that sits behind this, that guns are so prevalent, that they're so normal, that you go to the supermarket and you see a gun available next to you buying your fruit and vegetables, mm-hmm. that to me is the piece that- Well, let's take that forward. But that's not true. That doesn't happen. Can you buy guns no. in supermarkets no. in the US? No, no, no. 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 no may not know about this that began a few years ago where we're now closing our mental health institutions around the country mm-hmm. and that's been for many years and yeah. and that's and that is a tragedy because years and years ago you could commit somebody for a time period i think 72 hours and and have them evaluated it's just become so difficult to do this anymore because we're also worried about everybody's rights that that 17 people lost their right to live yesterday and that's the problem is that when we do say something and we do want to do something it's almost impossible to get anything done right because there's so many laws behind other laws so back to uh, common sense and decency and having a heart for humanity again We've lost that in our culture. It's sad. It breaks my heart because I sense it and I know it. I feel it everywhere. But at the same time, I'm thinking, Faith, what can you do to make a difference? What kind of voice can what voice can you add to this situation in order to bring forth some healing? I know that I can make a difference in the shows that I do here on America Out Loud. And each of us, each of us has a voice today to make a difference and to say something that somebody will hear to say, you know what? I thought about that but I'm going to change my mind I change my mind about the way I feel about a person because shooting doesn't start with the gun shooting starts with the heart and with the mind and the way people think and so when we put violence repetitively in front of people through through, through in our children with television and with the games that I'm Malcolm, Malcolm I know you're totally opposed to it as I as am I and I'm sure Yvette and Linda are as well and putting these horrible pictures in front of our children and expect to have a little a, a good well, Johnny and a good Mary we're not gonna they, have it yeah let, let's let's talk about this a moment here there are two big things the two, the two big elephants in the room that are really bothering me 
Uh, one of the stats I, I just seen here uh, this morning is that it, it, this is, I, I haven't confirmed this, but this was said to me documented through experts that say that 70% of Americans are on at least one drug. What? Yeah. Now, now so that, 70% shouldn't 70, have any firearms. Then. Now, that is an alarming number of people. If that is accurate, as was reported, 70% of Americans are on at least one. Now, I know that the healthcare industry, uh, doctors alike, they are, and the education system alike, they are far too quick to put kids on medicine. I am not a supporter, a fan, a proponent of these medications. I've never, I never have been in my life. I do not like them. I do not want the kids on them. I, do, I, I am set against that. I have made that voice very clear well before this shooting ever happened. I simply don't think we need drugs to alter our minds. I think big pharma is a big problem in this country and around the world, and they are as guilty as anyone for the gazillions of dollars they make for, for the warpness of society. So I think one thing I want to keep on the table here is the psychotropic drugs. I want to keep that to the side, ladies, okay? That's a big problem. That's a big, big, big problem because they are altering minds back to the yeah. mindset of what they, that's a problem. I mean, no matter how yeah. you look at it and I don't care what yeah. you have. I mean, it yeah. doesn't matter whether you have guns or don't have guns or knives or trucks. Yeah. Or whatever. I mean, your mind is warped. Your mind is warped. There are a lot of ways you can do harm to people. And the bottom line yes. is that's a problem. So we're, it is. so now you've got that happening, ladies. Now, on top of that, you have this mass cultural feed that has been, I call it propaganda, so societal propaganda. Now, let me give you an example, ladies. My son, my son is 14 years old. Back a few years ago, you know, I noticed that he was getting gifts in from people and relatives and friends and his mother and others of very sensational video games. And all of these things, see, I don't buy this stuff. I don't like this stuff. I don't want this stuff. I despise it. But I'm not the kind of guy who watches criminal shows and I don't like rape, mayhem, and murder. It, it just doesn't add value to my life. I don't find that a source of entertainment. Yet the networks love to put that out there on the television networks and people love to watch this glorifying human suffering. They find it a source of entertainment. I think there's a sick sense of society, quite frankly. The fact that anybody is watching that trash and that garbage to feed into their minds. But the bigger problem is... I noticed my son was playing these things in his Xbox and these video things and what have you. And I, very busy, wasn't really understanding what he was doing, what he was playing, what was happening. And when I walked into the room a couple of times uh, back a couple of years ago and I started to notice what he was doing here, like he's, what he's got on the video screen, if, if you can imagine this large television screen he's got in his bedroom and he's got, you know, the remotes there and it's and he's killing everything around him on the video game of that. That's what's happening here. Now, I'm seeing that and I thought, what the hell is this? I said, what are you doing? Mm -hmm. He said, oh, this, and this is for real. This has really happened. And, oh, this is, where'd you get this game from? Oh, this is a game, mom got it for me. Or, you know, I got it for my, my aunt. Or, I mean, God knows how he got it. He gets all these games and stuff. And they want, and they have to have them. They gotta have this stuff. They're on their hit list. They're on their shopping list. They're on their A Christmas list. They gotta have it. It's the in thing to have, gotta have it. Oh, I agree with you. You know, well, when we were kids and we used to play, you know, cowboys and Indians kind of things exactly. with the little plastic guns, I'll tell you what, we were a lot better off because what's happened now is that these games have depersonalized 
uh, the whole relationship that people have with one another. Hence, our kids can't even look you in the eye when they have a conversation, if they can have one at all. And the, the parents are going to work, which is understandable. We have a lot of latchkey kids, and they're doing exactly what you said. And they're, they're playing these games. And, you know, my boys did the same thing. And, and I took them away as well because I, I just don't care for any of that. And, and everybody on their electronics, we have forgotten how to interact with human beings. And it used to be that, that if somebody had a problem, the church would step in or neighbors would step in and no longer because everybody doesn't want to get involved in anything. And I was just looking, Malcolm, at, at this guy's Instagrams. And I mean, it's just frightening. Lots of pictures of him with weapons, mm-hmm. neighbors saying that he killed chickens and frogs, stole bicycles. This guy did a lot of different things that was a cry for help. That was something that said, I'm all, I'm a big problem here and red flags everywhere and nothing happened. So, I mean, this, this is where the problem is. It's not, it's not the gun per se. Unfortunately, he had one. I'm still curious how he got an AR-15 and it was his own, but you know, that'll come out. But well, this the curiosity guy, is he, he went mm-hmm. and he purchased it. And uh, now what you're saying, Linda, is uh, like, and I would ask, like you would ask, what kind of background check was done? What, what, what exactly. happened in the, right. What happened in the process, Linda? Did he get Why it? Why didn't in, they know that right, he was kicked right, out of school? Right. Right. Yeah, All there's there's so many there are so many questions. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, why why was he allowed to be inside of that school for nearly an hour before the police arrived? What were the two police officers that were on duty? There's so many questions. But here's the here's one thing about this particular person, mm-hmm. and it's no excuse. But look at the the family. The father had deceased. The mother just died in November of pneumonia. And so virtually he's on his own. He's by himself. He has no one. In addition, he has all of these issues. He's left to himself to take his own medicine. And probably for most people, kids in the U.S. are latchkey children. So he's been raising himself. And so the school knew that there was issues with him. What intervention they provided? Of well, course, here's what they did, uh, Dr. Faye. They expelled him. He had disciplinary yeah, action, know. and he was tossed out of school. So that's what they did. You see, what they do? No, is... no, no, no. I meant before then, Malcolm. Oh. He didn't. He didn't start at expulsion. Yeah. He start, He had problems long yeah. before that's that right. moment, right. and apparently he had been dismissed a few times before. These are the bad apples of society, is what we're talking about, Dr. Faye. They're the bad apples. They're all bad apples amongst the the bushel of apples here. They're, absolutely. And the They're problems, evil. Yeah, yeah, and to Yvette's point, you give all these you know people accessibility to AR-15s. And, and there is a point, Linda, Dr. Faye, that is so touchy when it comes to the topic of guns in this country, and really a big conversation that you've heard Yvette say, well, listen, there's just too much of that. Now, her point is this. And, and maybe we could talk about this as we circle back here in a moment here. And here's what it is. Where is that fine line? She's saying, okay, there's, they have accessibility. And she's saying they have too quick, too easy, too fast accessibility to this. Kind of the same thing you're sort of questioned, Linda. Like, where were the background checks? What really happened? There was a whole evidence here. This man should not, this kid, man, young kid, should not have had them. And you're kind of saying the same thing, except you're protecting the, the right to be a ROMs, the Second Amendment, so on and so forth. And, 
And, you know, right. I mean, those of us who are decent, they always say that if you want to stop a crime, give a good person a gun and they'll help you stop a crime. So bad apples are bad apples. They're going to go bad no matter what. And they're going to use any means via guns, knives, trucks, bombs, you name it. I mean, all kinds of things can be used. But like you're saying, why do we make it so accessible that in, from a distance you can do such harm, such carnage? And, and to the extent it boggles the mind how many families and lives were altered on a permanent basis here. Friends, it is beyond sad. It is sick. Let the silent voices be heard. It's the rallying call that started it all. AmericaOutloud.com For a wide spectrum of programming from world and political news, societal and cultural stories, law enforcement, our military heroes, and much more. News blogs, informative podcasts, and entertaining videos. Welcome to the new era in communications. America Out Loud Talk Radio. Okay, it's uh, one of the most difficult challenges always when it comes to a mass casualty event. But you know, friends, even one death is too much. I mean, if it's your your family, your friend, your associate, I mean, let's face it, one death is far too much. And in this case, it was a, a mass casualty event, something at another school shooting. We've seen this play out before in certainly schools and universities, and we've seen it in all kinds of public venues, actually. I mentioned uh, uh, earlier on in the segment, ladies, about uh, the fact, are we going to get to a point where we've got to lock things down? You know, I want to say, Linda, I want to say to you something, and then Yvette and Faye can chime in on this as well. You know, all right, so you've got schools, you you have movie theaters, you have, you know, all public venues. Let's face it. There's a risk with whatever these things are now when you're in the public venue because you are at the mercy of hopefully nobody's on psychotropic drugs and that nobody comes in that, you know, got a license to what do whatever they were going to do. I mean, whether they carry a bomb into the theater with them or you just don't know what's going to happen today. I mean, there's a, you know, we're getting to be this culture now where we're all on hyper alert. I know because I am. I'm very careful about my surroundings always, and I'm very protective of those and the family and others, and you know, because I don't know when the next screwball will show their head up, and I I don't want to be part of that, you know, and and it's that simple. But you know, when it comes to our school systems, Linda, there's something very, very vulnerable about that. The vulnerability factor is significant, and I want to say this. When I look at Christian schools and I look at private schools, they have a sense of security there that is far different than the public school purview. You understand what I mean? It's far different, Linda. Okay? Yes. They have gates. They have security. You have to be buzzed in and out. They know who you are. There's cameras. Now, Linda, i got to tell you, I'm one about, you know me, I'm, I do not like big government, big tech, big business, big anything. I do not like bureaucracy. I do not like green eggs or ham. I don't like any of that, Linda. Okay? Period. Okay? That's just me. But I got to tell you what, I am all in favor of cameras to watch our schools and our systems, and I believe we should know who's coming and going. And I believe the time may have come now to spend the dollars needed to secure our schools, our campuses, and our high schools and elementary schools with proper gates and procedures to be in and out. Because you know what? 
you're not going to ban psychotropic drugs. You're not going to be able to ban guns and rifles, and they're already out there. So talking about laws to legislate any of this stuff is not really going to get the job done. I, I also want to mention that I, I found this um, information that I said earlier about uh, the YouTube vlogger that commented. The, this guy put on on YouTube that he was going to be a professional school shooter. And if you look at all of his social media postings, everything said bad about this guy. And You're talking about this murder, this kid. About the this murder. murder. Okay. And, right, and, and the, the vlogger is the one who called the FBI last fall wow. about this guy. Wow. So just could he have been stopped a long time ago here if somebody had gone out and interviewed him and if they did interview him, you know, what kind of job did they do? And this has been the case in several cases recently where, um, the things were the balls were dropped. The shooting, the shooting that happened in the church here in Texas, same thing. The the FBI was notified that this was going to happen, and you know balls were dropped. So we've got to we've got to clean up our act in so many areas, and your solution is you know to to fix it at the school level, which we need to do. We ought to be fixing it way before it gets to there as well. Well, and we should. You're, you're, you're 100% right. It's a huge right. problem. <laughs> you're 100% right, Linda. No, I'm yeah. totally with you. Uh, and, and we'll talk about all that next year. But I want to say that I am prepared now to spend taxpayer money and do what we have to do to legislate that our schools are properly fit yeah. and secure. Yeah, yeah I am too. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. I think it's money we need to spend today. Today. Faye, Absolutely. you agree with that, clearly. I totally agree. Yeah. It's a nine it's a nine one one truly. We owe it to our children to protect them. They're going to school to get an education, not to die. Amen. You don't expect to send your children to their own to their own demise. You dress them up, you give them their lunch money and you tell them, well, Bye honey, I'll see you later and then you don't see them later. I can't even imagine the heartbreak of these parents right right now and the community itself. That are going through this horrible, horrible situation. This well, because way, of one. The only way you could the only way, Faye, you could um, imagine it is if it was you. Ab absolutely, and because I've been so uh, closely touched by a lot of these things in 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 my career, and to know that there there are children who are on psychotropic drugs, and that the drugs you know, have been, was were intended, it was intended mm -hmm. to get Johnny in his seat and to help him to get through the day at school, not to be the parent. The drugs were not intended to take the place of parenting or to take the place of education. Educators. I think yeah. educators, uh, this bothers me a lot. It has always bothered me, Faye, because educators use these drugs as a cop-out. They use yes. it as a cop-up, like you just said, to get little Johnny in a seat. And the problem is then they put him on these psychotropic drugs, and it becomes a whole bunch of problems here that I think are impacting a large segment of the society. On top, When you combine that, you see, here's what happens. It becomes lethal force. When you take the psychotropic drugs and you combine it with the social-cultural atmosphere of what we've created, with anything goes in Hollywood, anything goes on video games— Anything goes, period. It's all acceptable. And now you have the kids in their bedrooms at 11, 12 years old shooting everybody down on a video game. I mean, it's inhumane. I don't think it's the drugs, all of the drugs, Malcolm, because I've been in the classroom. Mm -hmm. 
I don't think it's all of the drugs. And I used to be anti-psychotropics for anybody. But when I see a kid terrorizing other kids and can't stay in his seat because there's a chemical imbalance, you, I, I'm, so I'm not anti-helping Johnny sit in his seat. What I am is using it and abusing it to the point that now it becomes the dictate for every movement. Oh, he hasn't had his medication. Well, maybe he hasn't had his parenting today. I understand. Maybe he, maybe he he needs he still needs the parent regardless of what. Well, you're I've right. seen I've seen the kid can't sit in on the pew at church and roll underneath the pews and jumping up and screaming and the pastor can't preach. So I'm thinking he needs something. Well, hold to, on, to help hold him. on, hold on. I, 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 yeah, hold on now. All right. So I, no, you, you, I hear what you say there. I want a vet to chime in on this because she's passionate about the kids and she's passionate about, and she always says, yeah. she always says, send me your people, your worst, your others. I will get them in shape. And you have a sense <laughs> of doing. Now, Yvette, I want you to pick up, please, with with what Dr. Faye is saying, because I don't agree with her, essentially. I am anti all these drugs. I am just not a fan of them, period. I think they do harm. And as far as the balance, talk to me about this chemical imbalance. I hear that a lot from people. Like she just said, well, the kid has a chemical imbalance. What the hell is a chemical imbalance? I mean, then you then she brings up the parenting and the social cultural. Yeah, there are a lot of pieces to this puzzle. I still mm. think psychotropic drugs are not the answer. They're not the answer. And all drugs are not the answer to anything. I mean, what you're seeing with the kids, I did like the imagery, Faye, um, of, you know, the kid rolling around in the aisle. And I, I can completely see that happening. But for me, it always, as always, comes down to energy. There's, the reason that child is that way in the first place is because there's something else going on on a physical, mental or emotional level for them. And medication isn't the answer. All medication is going to do is mask whatever it is that's going on. It's not going to ever fix the thing that's going on underneath, ever. And so medication is not the answer to, to most things, but definitely not in the use in, in young children. They're growing, their brains are evolving. Everybody knows, even without psychotropic drugs, as soon as a child hits teenage years, Genuinely, their brains are not wired the same until they are 20. Their brains are some weird, crazy <laughs> mishmash mess, uh, you know, from the age of like 12 through to 20 years old, even without the entertainment, without the medication, without all of the other things going on. That's just human nature. That was happening when we were young. That's right. um, you know, we go through that crazy hormone period anyway. And now it's been That's amplified so right, by all of by all of these other things and the latchkey kids and the things they see on media, it's, and I'm not putting it just down to puberty, but their brains are not wired the same during that time period. No, but you're I think right, Yvette. Me- you say 12 to 20. You know, it's funny, Yvette. I, I've always said this. I'm telling you, I love what you just said, all of it. But I used to always say, Yvette, we're close with our thinking there, but the age. I used to always say between 15 and 23, the kids are brain dead. They don't yeah. have a brain till they're 23 back. I mean, so 15 to 23, so 12 to 20. <laughs> I'm say, going to 25. I say 15 yeah, to 23, they're brain dead. But but your but point it's right literally, now. It's literally their brain. You know, they can actually show on CT scans right. the brain does not function exactly. in the same way from that age, between that age period. But I think for me, one of to touch on something Dr. Faye was talking about earlier, it really is for me a societal thing. Even in hearing... I completely understand the reasoning behind needing to protect the schools. And yes, children need to be safe and they deserve to go to school and learn. Mm -hmm. But for me, the concern is actually what we're doing as a society is exactly what we were saying earlier is the problem. 
we're shutting down, we're going into protection mode, we're going into me against you mode, we're going into how can I keep me safe and screw everybody else on the outside rather than going into the mode of being able to connect to people, show people more love, building that community, which are the two things we were saying earlier are the issues that are causing it in the first place. By putting more of these barriers in place, we're going to create a society of children who are separated, who are in fear mode, who are in protection mode, who are going to see that happening not only in their media games and on TV, but we're now going to be starting to build those things in their reality instead of empowering them to go out and be free and have the child care, you know, have the freedom that we had as children when we were younger. We're putting them into that mode at a much, much, much younger age and building a society that reflects what they're seeing in 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 their media games. And that doesn't seem like the answer to me. I think there has to be another way. Hmm. Well, the well, other way is what we need to find out. What is it? Yeah, and I think that the 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 kids that are that running around in church, uh, as Dr. Faye said, and they're they're in meltdown and they're creating a havoc. You know, all, all children are different, and I just hate putting them in a box because some of those children that have that high energy mm-hmm. will be our most brilliant minds. Amen. And and mm-hmm. I don't want to stifle that or snuff it out with medication. Um, there's just other ways. And here's the thing. Parents don't want to take the time because it's time and effort mm-hmm. to control a child like that. That's right. um, control may be the, the wrong word, but to manage a child like that mm-hmm. and and redirect them and focus them to something else that they're interested in. And all of them will will flourish if they're given something that they're interested in rather than just told what to do. Nobody likes just being told what to do, what not to do. You need to redirect their attention to something that is a good thing. And I mean, so much of this can be solved, but it's such a big, big issue that it's difficult. It is a big issue. And each, each child, I agree with this piece. Each child is different. And I've had, I've had children where, we apply the piece and to help them to shift from the inside out. But that was my taking my time to do it. Not the parent, not the past, my taking my time to focus in on this one child. Can I do it for 30 children in a classroom? Absolutely not. And so the system is not built for, for one-on-one. It's just right. isn't. You have one teacher, 30 kids. You got two or three kids just terrorizing the other children, tearing up the classroom. You can't get through math because you've got one child destroying that mm-hmm. opportunity right. for the other children. So you are in a 911. You've got to do something. So I saw in my experience where temporary, <laughs> temporary something to help this child learn was a good idea. And I saw this same child after having given, been given Adderall, I think it was, and sat at my desk and began to grow and began to thrive to the point that he could be weaned off of the medication. Mm-hmm. So we didn't throw the baby out with the bathwater. Mm-hmm. We put a program in place yeah. to help this child develop the ability to focus because we were he couldn't learn either. And then the other children. So he was able, I'm giving an example of one child that I worked with. And and I saw this child grow and become uh, a child that could 
function without the medication. Okay, all right. If that but, but why not do that? In why not do that for me is is and this this is taking it away from the topic of today. And I know we've talked about this on previous shows. But for me, that comes down to what we're spending our ch- time educating children in. We should be educating children in how to create a vision, how to find direction in life, how to find focus, how to be happy, how to connect with other people, how to be nice, how to respect people in society. Right. None of that gets taught. The priority is. You know, great aunt, whoever it was that won the war 500 years ago. Children don't need to know that. They need to be educated into how to be amazing human beings. And you can, I believe, educate a classroom of 30 children in how to do that if we're teaching them the right thing at the right time. And and that, for me, if we were to try and start working anywhere, is, is the piece that needs to happen. Yeah, because I it doesn't agree. have to be one on one. Doesn't have to be one on one. It can be done. Say, it can be done on mass. Okay, I love how you say how to teach. I just wrote it down here. How to teach the kids to be amazing human beings. How to teach the kids. That's that's great that's good. Uh, because that that's what we need to do. All right. So here's the thing. Uh, with all of this being said and done here, th- this is a. There's no cookie cutter for any of this. So when somebody says this or that and say, well, that's the answer. There, there's no, that's the answer. There, it, it's not a cookie cutter system here. I love what each of you bring to this conversation and what each of you bring to this. I knew you would shine on this and you absolutely have. Yvette, you are such a golden ray of sunshine when it comes to the energy and really unpeeling the mask on what is holding so many people back. And I I truly respect your art form and what you bring to all of this. Uh, believe me, it's not uh, lost on me at all. Um, and I say that because I think that uh, all of these pieces, everything being said, we've got a societal problem over here. We've got this problem here. We know what that is. The entertainment industry, the movies, the video games, the crime. That's one thing. We have the parenting. As you said, this kid didn't have parents here. They had died, whatever the case may be. Sometimes they're just apart. Things happen. It's not always a cookie-cutter situation with parenting. So who's going to take the place of the parents? Then you've got that. Then you've got the psychotropic drugs over here, which alter the mind. I love the way Yvette said, well, but you're masking the symptoms. See, that's the way I feel. I think that drugs mask the problem, and they never really, and back to weeding off or not weeding off. It's a complicated topic, no doubt. I just am of the belief system that they don't work and I will not like, I do not like them. I do not want them. And there are other ways to, so I think that's a problem in society, psychotropic drugs. I, I, when you combine all of these things and then you take Linda, what you were saying about, you know, with your experience about the laws, so many laws on the books, Malcolm, and they're not enforcing what they got. And how did this kid do everything he did and what happened? And he was out of control and, and you're hundred percent right. Why wasn't he stopped? Why didn't somebody? Because the system let us down. Things didn't happen. Things didn't follow through. So what we have here is a perfect storm, ladies. Let's 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 call it what it is. A perfect storm. You have a kid who has no parents, who has a mixed up life, probably was using all those entertainment video games as being normal. He's on psychotropic drugs. He's got mental capacity problems here. He is not safe. Then the laws don't protect anybody. And he goes out and buys a gun legally, which then people like Yvette would say, well, but why is he doing that? Well, she's right to that degree. He should not been entitled to have a gun. And there, the system lets us down. And then our public schools are open format. You might as well go to a shooting range and start shooting people because that's what he did. However he did it, whether it's a shooting, whether it's a vehicle run over, a knife, a bomb, 
it's all a problem to me. You cannot mandate common sense here, clearly, friends. There's a bigger problem here with all of these pieces. I think we need to start today, and we need to start getting proactive, and I know you ladies would agree with me, and I know you're supportive, and I know I can feel your energy and your momentum and all of this, and the first thing I think is protect our schools. Spend the money to put proper security around all schools. I don't care what it costs. Make it happen. Get them up there. Get the people out there right away. Protect our schools. Cameras, gates, security, that should start now. Absolutely now. And, and we, if we need to raise money to do it or whatever it is that you've got to do, get the schools protected. And then start talking about all these other things that need to happen. The laws being executed. People should not be able to get guns that easily. Background checks need to happen. I firmly believe that as a second right supporter of the right to bear arms, you are not entitled to a gun if you have a couple of screws loose. Sorry, go away. And that's the way it is. That's the way it should be. Whether you're a left or a right, I don't care what the political baloney is. We're talking about life. That's what we're talking about here. We're talking about the gift of life. And that is worth protecting, friends. And you need to remember that always. It's a sad, sad day when somebody loses their life like this. There's nothing worse. And do I think about that as a parent? You bet I do. I think immediately. How do we stop that? I don't want to see any parent go through what these poor people have gone through. And may God bless them and uh, everything. It's, a, it's just, it's, it is unimaginable. Of course it is. For any God-loving, civil human being, how could it be imaginable? You can't imagine. This is, you know, Satan's work is what it is. It's the worst of the worst, friends. We can do better. We have to do better. There's a lot at stake here. Yvette Taylor, Dr. Faye Wilson, Linda Martinelli. This is Malcolm Out Loud. To be continued, friends.